Welcome to the show. It's Real Talk with the Six Man. I'm your host, the Six Man. This podcast is uncut, unscripted, and we talk about a wide range of topics such as black entrepreneurship, social injustice, education, finances, the family dynamic, Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, and mental health, along with many more. It's a Real Talk podcast to empower, educate, encourage, uplift, and inspire, and to allow others to be better than they were yesterday. You're listening to Real Talk with the Six Man. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday I gotta be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday We gotta be better, do better that's every minute, every second. Uh, drop a juice, hope you collecting them. Uh, the voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real spill, never clear what I say. Uh, always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. from Fox News in Washington. There are now more than 300,000 cases of coronavirus here in the U.S. And deaths from the virus increased by more than 1,300 in just the last 24 hours. But President Trump says the country must prepare for even worse with this warning. This will be probably the toughest week between this week and next week. And there'll be a lot of death, unfortunately. Here are the latest developments. 41 states and the District of Columbia now issuing stay-at-home orders. And new guidance from the CDC encouraging people to wear a face mask outside, even though President Trump says he won't. In a moment, we'll speak with the Surgeon General, Dr. Jerome Adams. But first, let's bring in Mark Meredith reporting from the White House with the latest from the front lines. Mark. Chris, the president's task force says it's focused on places like Detroit, Chicago, and New Orleans, cities where COVID-19 cases are on the rise. And the president is ordering at least 1,000 military medical personnel to New York to fight the virus. Every day when I go to work, I feel like a sheep going to slaughter. Nurses! America's medical community faces a grim reality. As the coronavirus spreads nationwide, many fear there's not enough equipment, staff, or supplies to save lives. We are demanding from this hospital the protections that we need. New York's governor says he's shifting resources to help hospitals most in need. I'm not going to let people die because we didn't uh, redistribute ventilators. 
the National Guard are going to be deployed to pick up these ventilators, which are all across the state, and deploy them to places where we need them. In New York State alone, at least 3,500 people have died, and the president says the worst is yet to come. We're getting to that uh, that point where it's going to really be uh, some very bad numbers. The government is increasing its supply of hydroxychloroquine, a drug normally used to treat malaria, but health experts stress there's no guarantee the drug will save lives. It is definitely overwhelming to know that in my blood, there may be answers. People once infected are now helping researchers test treatments. The FDA is examining the use of plasma from recovered patients to treat the sick. The CDC is now urging Americans to use a cloth face mask while out in the public, but the president said on Friday, Chris, he does not plan to use one himself. Chris. Mark Meredith reporting from the White House. Mark, thanks. Mm -hmm. And joining us now, the U.S. Surgeon General, Vice Admiral Jerome Adams. Dr. Adams, the U.S. is now reporting 30,000 new cases a day. And I want to put up a chart that shows the curve of cases in Italy and China, which have leveled off and are now going down, and the curve on the far right there, here in the U.S., which is still in the early stages and is still ha headed up sharply. Given the course of the disease in China and Italy and that we are weeks or months behind them, how bad is this epidemic going to be in America and how long will it last? Well, it's tragically fitting that we're talking at the beginning of Holy Week because this is going to be the hardest and the saddest week of most Americans' lives, quite frankly. This is going to be our Pearl Harbor moment, our 9-11 moment, only it's not going to be localized. It's going to be happening all over the country, and I want America to understand that. But I also want them to understand that the public, along with the state and the federal government, have the power to change the trajectory of this epidemic. You mentioned Italy and Spain. Now, they had a very, very hard time and they're still having a hard time, but they seem to have reached their peak and are coming back down on the other side. And you say weeks, months behind, I would actually push back a little bit. When you look at their trajectory from about uh, a month ago is when they really started to lean into their aggressive mitigation efforts, their really aggressive mitigation efforts. And so I want Americans to understand that as hard as this week is going to be, there is a light at the end of the tunnel if everyone does their part for the next 30 days. We're seeing Washington actually where this started uh, doing a much better job. California's trajectory has leveled off. And so there is hope, but we've got to all do our part. Let, let's talk about mitigation because the president's top health advisors, including you, say the most important thing we can do, all of us, is to stay at home. And yet there are still Absolutely. nine states there are still nine states with millions of Americans that still have not issued stay-at-home orders. President Trump was asked about that this week. Here he is. I think up to the governors. The governors know what they're doing. They've been doing a great job. I guess we're close to 90 percent anyway. And uh, states that we're talking about are not in jeopardy. No, I would leave it to the governors. But Dr. Adams... The coronavirus is not a state issue. It doesn't follow or respect state borders. Uh, Dr. Fauci says he believes that there should be a national stay-at-home order. Is he wrong? 
Well, Chris, uh, it's important to understand that most people across the country are doing the right thing. Over 90% of the country is staying at home, and a good proportion, more than average, are staying home even in those nine states. But the last time you and I talked, it was about opioids. People don't know, but uh, I've run a state department of health. I've been involved in health for years, and diseases don't respect to state lines, but we live in a country uh, where we have a system of federalism. And when it comes to opioids, states have different rules and regulations and laws regarding treatment, regarding syringe service programs, as you and I have talked about. Uh, I actually put out a report on tobacco cessation earlier this year, and we know that states have different laws there, and more people will die, even in the worst projections, from cigarette smoking in this country than are going to die from uh, from coronavirus this year. And so uh, we always are struggling with trying to get information out to guide people that we know uh, will help them be healthy with states' rights. But it's why we put out these 30 days to stop the spread guidelines. These are essentially our national stay-at-home order, and we're working with governors to figure out their needs, their desires. Uh, one more important point, the nine states that haven't yet um, done, done shelter-in-place orders are states that actually produce a large amount of our food. So they're struggling with issues concerning what, how they can provide for the rest of the country to be able to stay at home. But right now, my, what, what I would say to those governors is if you can't give us a month, give us what you can. Give us a week. Give us whatever you can to stay at home during this particularly tough time when we're going to be hitting our peak over the next, next seven to ten days. But, but doctor... But, Dr. Adams, there's a big difference between opioids and, and cigarettes, which are something that people decide to use or not to use, and the coronavirus, which people catch. It's not a, an individual choice. And, and, you know, when President Trump says that he's a wartime president, during World War II, FDR didn't say, well, it's up to each state to decide what to do. He mobilized the nation. Again, why not a national stay-at-home order? The, the coronavirus doesn't recognize states' rights. So does the federal analogy really work here? Well, Chris, um, I know a week ago is forever in coronavirus time, but I would remind people that uh, it was just a week ago when the idea of a federal quarantine uh, for the New York City area was being floated, and Governor Cuomo said that would be like declaring war on the states. Uh, the governors are intensely protective of their right, and, and rightly so, to be able to decide what's best for their states, and we're going to do everything we can as scientists and as physicians, as, as medical professionals, to help them understand what we think the right thing is for them to do. Uh, and so I just want everyone to know that from a national perspective, the Surgeon General is saying no matter where you are, stay at home. At least give us a, a week or two if you can. We want you to do it for 30 days, but even in those nine states, give us what you can so we can get this peak and start to come down on the other side. Dr. Adams, for days, President Trump has been talking about hydroxychloroquine as a possible treatment for people with the coronavirus. Uh, but yesterday, in his briefing, he took it even further. Take a look. What do you have to lose? In some cases, they're in bad shape. What do you have to lose? I may take it. And I'll have to ask my doctors about that, but I may take it. Dr. Adams, as the nation's top public health official, are you comfortable with people taking an unproven, untested drug, even people who don't actually have the virus? 
Well, here's what we've advised the president, and here's what I've heard him say consistently. Uh, when people are in a tragic situation where they, they're in the hospital or a loved one's in the hospital with COVID-19, we want them to be able to have a conversation with their health care provider about everything that they could possibly do to save their lives. There are some accounts, some stories out there regarding hydroxychloroquine helping, and uh, we know it's been available for years, so we feel a little bit better regarding its safety than we do about a completely novel drug, even though this is being used at much higher dosages. And so we just want to be able to facilitate physicians and patients having that conversation. That's what I tell people. That's what I've heard the president tell people. Finally, and I got about a minute left here, uh, Dr. Adams, the CDC now recommends that people use face coverings in public. And in fact, you're in a CDC video in which you show people how to make a mask uh, themselves that they can wear. But President Trump was clear that he is not going to be following that guidance. Take a look here, sir. I think uh, wearing a face mask as I greet presidents, prime ministers, dictators, kings, queens, I don't know, somehow I don't see it for myself. Does that statement by the president send a mixed message about taking this recommendation seriously? Well, if you look at the CDC guidelines, they actually emphasize that, number one, they're voluntary, and number two, and the most important part of this, is they're not a substitute for social distancing. I was at the White House yesterday. I'm going there immediately after this. Uh, the White House doctors and Secret Service are taking pains to make sure everyone is social distancing in regards to the president, and the vice president, and each other. And so the president is making a choice that's appropriate for him. What I want Americans to know is if you're going out in public uh, and you're going to be closer than six feet to other people, uh, you can use a cloth facial covering. And here's mine that I made, very easy to use. And it protects you, Chris, from me. We want people to understand you're wearing this not to protect yourself. You're using it to protect your neighbor. And that's what this week is going to be all about. People staying at home to protect their neighbor. People wearing cloth facial coverings if they have to go out in public to protect their neighbor. It's going to be a test of our resolve. It's going to be the test of our lives. But I am confident that we can come out on the other side based on the data and based on what I know about the American people. Dr. Adams, thank you. Thanks for your time during these very busy days. Please come back, sir. Thank you. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the show, man. Just uh, just rocking to my man, my man Trey Taylor, man. Dropped this album the other day, man, and I've, I've been listening to it the last couple days, man. I'm really impressed with this young man's work, man. He told me that it was a two-year project, and he just, he happy on how it turned out. So, uh, we rap for a minute. I just basically told him how proud I was of him, and uh, he, he said he want to bless the show, man. Come on the show and have an interview, talk about the, the, the project, and you know, talk about things that he got going on in the future. So, man, I appreciate that, Trey. And man, Trey say, man, you like, you like, you like the OG, man. You, you used to get on me and shit and used to, you know what I'm saying? I used to get on him and, you know, not get on him, but I used to talk to him. You know what I'm saying? I used to talk to him and let him know what's what, um, you know, because it's just a lot going on all, you know, out here all at once. And it's like, it's good that, you know, men 
see other young men and see something in them to want to guide them in a way where they ain't got to go through the bullshit, man. So I appreciate him telling me that, you know, it was thoughtful on him <clears throat> that he thought about me, you know, in a few of them moments in his life where he had, you know, maybe a trying time or a difficult situation and I was somebody who could help him, you know, think that thing through. You know, I mean, we all need that sometimes. So I appreciate Trey for, you know, um, shouting me out, you know, giving me that um, encouragement. And I'm also proud of him of what he's doing in this project, man. It's really nice. The, the production, I mean, his his lyrical, his lyrical uh, charisma that he got. I mean, it's 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 a well, it's a nice project. So I appreciate, you know, all of the good. Uh, the good the good conversation that we had so i appreciate him man and hope we can get him on the show soon so man yeah man it's me man it's uh it's real talk with the six man um i was in his zoning out um you know as i do sometimes just by myself i just zone out and uh do my thing but of course you know this covid19 thing is is um it's what everybody talking about it's what everybody talking about and, um, you know, when you listen to, you know, a little bit of the audio that I allowed y'all to hear before I came on, you know, it, 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 it says a lot. It says a lot. And it says that the magnitude of the mismanagement of this thing is, is like, it was really scary. The mismanagement, the the way shit hasn't been thought out. I mean, shit is, shit is definitely crazy at this point. And I, and I, and me personally, I, I don't understand why we have to keep dealing with the nonsense. I just, I just don't understand that. I don't understand why we got to keep dealing with, you know, the, um, the, the bullshit. People not necessarily wanting to do their job, don't know their job. I mean, we just always get caught. And the bullshit, in my opinion. I mean, it's like we always get caught up on, you know. I mean, just just always indirectly um, indirectly being affected. I, I think I think that makes sense. We always end up being indirectly affected indirectly because it's always the result of some bullshit that we have no control over but somebody else done masterminded a plan or did some shit and we have no knowledge of this shit and now we are the 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 sufferers of this shit i mean i'm hearing now like i'm hearing you know on facebook um do 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 instagram mainly that African Americans in the DC area um, are looks like their numbers are you know seventy percent you know cases of people catching this shit versus all of the other races. I'm like, wait, black black people? Yeah, so they saying there's more black people catching this shit than anybody else. So I mean, it's just it's just so much going on 
There's so much to think about, y'all. So of course, you know me. I just came. I just came on here to kind of, you know, do what I do: update, speak my mind, and uh, kind of inform, you know, y'all of what's going on. And so, um, if if that's true, you know, if that's true. You know, that's, 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 uh, again, that's another one of these things that we got to deal with. That's, you know, people say that's sad, it's unfortunate, but I mean, it is what it is. It's our fucking reality, man. I mean, we always getting the short end of the stick, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, and I was even talking about, you know, how, you know, the, the comparison, you know, we, we, we compare numbers, right? We always say that. You know, numbers, um, numbers don't lie, right? We all, I mean, I know I used to always get into these little heated debates little, or, or arguments or back and forth with my man J-Bone. And J-Bone will always hit me with, man, the numbers don't lie, man. So I was, I was sitting here thinking <clears throat> and just wanted to, you know, see how reality would hit me, right? And so I, I looked up some numbers on Google um, and just wanted to get a per case you know, um, estimate of numbers, you know, um, just worldwide in the United States, um, in Maryland, DC, you know, et cetera. And it threw me off because when I looked it up, the first thing that popped up was, you know, the, the numbers for the world, worldwide numbers, world, worldwide statistics and the location, it said worldwide, it gave us the confirmation. So it says worldwide, it's a million, 216,000, right? Then it says United States, 311,000. Spain, 130,000. Italy, 124,000. Germany, 97,000. China, 81,000. France, 68,000. I'm like, wait, how the fuck did we just get this shit? I think in January. This shit touched down in this area in January, I think. And... Italy, it was mean in Italy, and they got 124,000 cases. We got 311,000 cases. Come on, man. Confirmed cases. This is crazy. It's crazy. And so it just, it just, it just makes me think about reality and just think about, you know, people keep talking about the, 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 um, the conspiracy theories and, the 5G network is the shit that's killing us. I see people posting stuff about, you know, the the, the, the mobile towers. and Yeah, that's why we dying right there. That right there. And so, I mean, it, it, you know, I'm not saying that none of that stuff isn't true or none of that stuff, you know, holds weight, right? But what I am saying is right now we got a consistent death rate that's happening right now regardless. I mean, it's people that I went to school with, that I that I walked down the halls with in high school. And it's a few a few of my classmates um in the hospital because of this shit. I've heard of friends when I was in high school, <clears throat> I, I hear I, I hear of them talking about they've lost a friend from high school. So I mean it's 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 really it's really real. That's one. It's really real. And two I mean, I mean, conspiracy theories, all of the, you know, the rhetoric aside, I mean, it's people dying out here, 
Like literally, kids. You know, I mean, I, I saw um, Trayon, and he's been going up to um, Hope Village where they said they had two bodies, two or three. Don't quote me, but I think he said it was two. I'm, 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 I know it was at least two bodies of Hope Village, and then he said that um, he's been taking trips over to DC jail because it's been a a, a situation over there. And I, I just recently heard that a um, a, a correctional um, a correctional guard um, correctional officer, um, died. And they said that it was because of the COVID-19. So, I mean, it's just, again, it's just a lot, man. It's just a lot going on, man. A lot. And so I just want to run down, um, everything that's been kind of going on. So, you know, the numbers are what they are, you know, worldwide. Um, and we've found a way to surpass, um, you know, both China and Italy, which is, you know, to me is fucking, I mean, it just, it just goes to show, you know, that the mismanagement of this whole deal, man, has, has, has really, you know, shown this ugly head, man. Cause it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough, man. It's rough. And so, um, it was a video that was going around. Um, it, it got to a uh, Fox five. And a friend of mine was like, um, whoever sent the video in got their crabs and their seafood first and then sent Fox Fire the picture. I said, man, that, <laughs> I'm like, that might be true. That might be very true, but we're not going to, you know, we're we not going to assume. But a video surfaced, Fox Fire got a hand of it, and um, it was a video of the wolf. And how many people were, you know, down at the wolf trying to buy seafood and how it wasn't a lot of people out there with their masks on and people were not practicing social distancing. And so it's been a conversation about the wolf and, you know, the way they shut it down. Some people feel like it's not a big deal. It was the first of the month. People need, you know, it's, a, it's, it's an essential business. You know, um, the wolf, they say, is the central businesses down there, located there. And so um, some people feel like, you know, if it's essential, then people have the right to go, you know, get what they need. And then on the other hand, there's people that say, you know, this shit is spreading and you're not practicing the guidelines and you're not doing all the stuff that, that we, you know, that the public is supposed to be doing. You know, that's being informed by the, you know, the powers that be. And, you know, some people just feel like people are not practicing what they're supposed to be practicing. And, you know, it's, it's scary Dick, because somebody can have it and give it to somebody else. And then now we got a whole nother epidemic. And somebody was saying that they they feel like with everything that's going on and how people are not being, you know, um, cautious. I'm going to use that term cautious that they feel like we're, we're going to end up like New York and. I heard some crazy number, like a hundred thousand people, you know, are estimated to die from this model that they got. I was listening to this doctor, the white chick, um, after Trump, and I don't know all these people by names, which I should, but it was a white chick. She's a doctor, and she was talking about we got this model, and it says that a hundred thousand people will die. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy, man. It's just like you know, we we talked about twenty twenty being a good year and it it started off like it's been it's been crazy like i i so i went i went to i went to mexico for my birthday 
and it was cool. It, it was it was a good couple days. I got some sun. I got a little tan. Um, I, I got the I got to chill in the beach. You know, beach water in the sand and the pool. I had some drinks and just chill. And I even you know got some got some medication while I was there. You know, so that was that was good. I was meditating every morning off that. So that was good too, but you know, it, it got to the point where um we got the news that Kobe had gotten to the um the um the airplane, the helicopter crash. The helicopter crash with his daughter and all the other people that was on the um helicopter and it was just like what the fuck? And then it just seemed like it just snowballed from there. Like literally. I mean in my mind, in my life, I can't speak for everybody else, but in my life it just kinda snowballed from there because he he got into this 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 horrific accident. And it was just like I came home and, you know, maybe, maybe two weeks, maybe three, you know, my grandmother got real sick. She died. Um, and then this COVID-19 shit started up. So it's like my world been been crazy, has been really crazy. And, you know, it's 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 been uh, it's been a process thus far, but I'm getting through it. I think for the most part, I'm trying to be. Um, as positive as I can every day with everything going on. I think that, you know, for the most part, I think that my grandmother would want me to be as positive as I could be, you know, have a um, positive outlook on life, no matter, you know, what, what's going on. And so um, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do that. And it's, it's been a process, but but I'm getting through it though. I'm getting through it. But this year, man, it's it's been it's been a crazy year, man. And this wolf thing, you know, it, it was a lot of talk on social media about it. It was a lot of talk. I mean, I I, you know, I posted the video. A couple other people posted the video, and it was just like it, it just ended up being a whole bunch of conversation and everybody feeling, you know. Everybody feeling, you know, they own way about it. I mean, it it is what it is. It is what it is. And I just feel like, you know, I, I tell everybody all the time, man, people going to do what they're going to do regardless. People going to do, people going to do them regardless. Regardless of people knowing, regardless of people knowing, you know, um, what the consequences are, they still going to do them. They still going to do what they feel like is, is right and comfortable for them. And it might not be right in other people's eyes, you know, but at the end of the day, instead of trying to beat your point into a person, like, you know, you got to realize, you know, your opinion and what you believe, it might be true. But to somebody else, they just don't see where you're coming from. And there's no need to, like, shove it down the other person's throat. And that's kind of what I've been saying on Facebook lately. Like, people just, like, throwing their opinion around like like, like their opinion is Bible. Like, like nah. Your opinion is not the gospel, Joe. Like, that's your opinion. It, it's all good. I mean, even if that's your opinion, it's all good. But we're not about to sit here and go back and forth about your opinion and because I don't believe what you, you know what I mean? You believe that it's an issue. Nah, nah, be easy, be easy. And so, 
you know, it's been a back and forth with the Wolf thing. And, you know, right after that, I think a day after that, it they showed the um, the flea markets. Because it's, it's a couple flea markets in, 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 around in the area. I know it was one um, in Bethesda, I believe. It was a flea market up in Bethesda. And then there was another one in D.C. Um, on the other side of town, uh, like DuPont, somewhere in that area. And, um, you know, people had opinions about that. People was like, oh, it's not the same thing as the wolf and this, that, and the third. They, it's a flea market. They're getting essentials. And I'm just like, well, the the wolf is essential, considered essential. And it's vendors there that are selling food. Just like in this flea market, it's vendors there and they selling food, products, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Fruit, vegetable, you know, whatever they selling, it's a product. Same thing down the wall. Now, people be like, oh, it ain't, it ain't that many people, this, that, and the third, and it's an open space. And somebody was like, yeah, it, it, I hear what you're saying. But when you think about it, the wharf is much smaller than compared to where the flea market was. They was like, it was a couple blocks that take up the flea market, right? And so, again, it's always going to be this, this conversation, this back and forth about, you know, who's right, who's wrong, or who's right, or who got facts, who don't, whatever. And I mean, it's just gonna be whatever, you know. You know, I, I was told that the flea market got shut down. Some people was like, "What well, did it get shut down, or was it just closing time?" And so it's just, it's just so much. It's just so much to talk about right now. So much to, to fathom at this point. It's just like I'm not gonna say people being negative, but it's just I know you know a lot of what we're going through right now is not easy because it's not business as usual. The kids are home from school. You know, we taking, um, we taking turns keeping the kids, which is fair. And, you know, you, 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 you spending extra money for them to eat extra money for you to eat. Cause you home. I mean, it's just so much that's, you know, ran this ugly head. And I know there's a lot of families out there, you know, who need, the school so their kids can eat at least breakfast and lunch and then when they get home you can provide dinner but there's families that can't provide breakfast and lunch that's why they send them to school and so that's another conversation so it's just so much that we could talk about i mean it's just so much that we can talk about man but i saw something interesting i saw something very very interesting on tv and it was a um it was a interview i think my man um chris wallace uh and um it was a professor i think he was a professor or a i think he was the chandler the chancellor of the medical uh department at the university of nebraska and he said that they came up with a screening app for COVID-19. I was like, wait, what? And so he was saying that this app is supposed to help with, you know, your symptoms, what's going on with you. It, it, it updates. If you need to go to your primary doctor, you know, this information can be given to them and they can look and see what you've told the app so they can try to diagnose you or whatever. I mean, I was just like, you know, I can't, I can't really say whether that's good or bad, but I can see people trying to 
come up with different ways to um attack this shit the best they can because it's 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 actually i'm not gonna say depressing i don't want to use that word i don't want to you know breathe that or or bring that into the atmosphere but it's a little it gets to be a little downing when you got to see it every day like every single fucking day so um i mean i thought the app i just thought it was an interesting conversation that it's people out there that's trying to come up with different ways to try to you know try to do what they can to 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 i don't know stop this shit i don't know i don't know but i know why people are figuring that shit out it's people that's going to work it's people that's getting up like me that's considered essential with with these letters and you know telling you that you can work i mean my employer just hit me tonight and was like can we do a couple couple routes tomorrow back to back because we got a lot of shit to put out man it's gonna be extremely busy i'm like all right bet so i mean you know there's a lot of people out there that's you know living a day day to day man going to work you know and 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 and, um fighting through this shit and it was a you know conversation about hazard pay and you know what's considered a frontline worker what's considered a crucial worker you know i mean a critical worker you know somebody who's an ems fire department police officer you know doctor registered nurse you know who who's on the list because there's a lot of people that feel like if i go to work regardless if i'm a grocery clerk or whatever i think i deserve you know some hazard pay you know they said that um out of all 50 states it was 41 states that has a stay at home order but it's nine who don't because they essentially are the states who supply the country with you know all of the food a lot of the food that we eat and i was like oh okay i mean that makes sense i mean you know it makes a little bit of sense but it made me think about the 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 workers in those states are they already getting hazard pay i mean since they are considered essential essential you know they still you know um I mean, their life, their life is in danger going to work. So do they automatically, are they automatically getting hazard pay? And now it's just trickling down to us, to the other 41 states? Because I hadn't heard a lot of people talking about the hazard pay, but it came up. It made me think about it. Like, hell yeah, hazard pay, hell yeah. I mean, if you essential, you got a letter, you're supposed to be at work, why not get hazard pay? This, this stimulus package. I mean, that's another conversation for me. Cause I think the stimulus package is is bullshit, and money you gonna have to end up paying back anyway. So, and then after you, you know, I mean, shit, they talking about it's gonna be months before you even get the money. So that's 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 a whole different conversation. Cause you got hospitals that don't have supplies. You got people out here that's dying. You got uh, people people that's home that don't have a, a decent amount of um, PPE, you know, for themselves or their families. And then you got the hospitals running out of shit, but we giving everybody all this money. We giving all these, you know, um, these businesses, these bailouts and all this shit. It's just crazy. It's, it's, it's just craziness, man. Craziness. But it was funny because I heard a conversation about the stimulus four, which was this new stimulus package called, um, payroll protection program. That's helping the small businesses, you know, um, apply for small business loans to get, keep their business afloat. 
And I'm like, I'm 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 not mad at that at all. I'm not. I mean, because I I I heard that it it starts out in in some cases, or you know, on a case by case basis. But they starts out as a business loan, but then ends up um, working as a grant where you know you don't have to pay the money back. I'm like, oh hell yeah, hell yeah. So I mean, it, it's. It's some good things that I'm hearing that's going on and that people got to take advantage of. I mean, people, you know, got to take advantage of this information. You know what I mean? I mean, so that's why I say I try to put as much information out there as possible, you know, so people can get on it. You know what I mean? Like, I I mean, I know it's other, you know, outlets that's people doing it, but I'm like, now I feel like, you know, I'm obligated to, to, to do it. You know what I mean? I mean, obligated, but but like want to do it, like want to put the information out there, St- shit that I know that I feel like may help somebody else. I want to get that out there. So, I mean, I thought that the stimulus for package, I mean, why not? Why not try to help these small businesses stay afloat and pay their employees and, you know, keep keep shit running? I mean, this was not some shit that we saw coming. I mean, even though, you know, um, your man Bill Gates is now a, infectious disease control guru now or some shit but you know just him talking about this thing a few years back man you know 2015 i think it was you know at the ted talk and was saying that the next virus that was going to take a lot of people out was the coronavirus it was just like oh really and now all of a sudden bam here we go I mean, you you resign, all these other CEOs resign, all these presidents, all these people, you know, in these top positions in these big companies, they just resigning. Like, for real? Seriously? We just we just stupid as shit, huh? Like, come on, man. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really, really, really been crazy, man. Really. And I was listening to um, the uh, U.S. Surgeon General. Um, Dr. Jerome Adams, he got a funny ass voice, but he was, um, he was interviewed by Chris Wallace as well. And I think that a lot of his information, um, that he shared, it was, it was, it was good info. I think, you know, the, 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 uh, the officer that was running that boat, I think he was a captain. Naval captain who got fired because Trump was like, you know, he got to get up out of there because he's telling the truth. He's supposed to be telling these people lies. We lie records. We don't tell the truth. <laughs> we lie records. Um, and yeah, man, it's like Trump just he don't like he don't want people to know what's good, man. He want to falsify and want to fire people when he can. You know, it's just it's. It's crazy. I mean, the embodiment of this administration, you know, and the way they operate trickles down to society and certain people with, you know, those type of thought processes is crazy. I mean, because people like me and people that, you know, would consider themselves having common sense have to make, you know, somewhat drash, you know, harsh decisions. You know, people having to go to the gun stores, people having to make wills, people having to do things that, you know, they they thought they wanted to do at some point in time. But it's like now being rushed to do, you know, getting insurance policies, just doing all this stuff. 
But I think for the most part is, you know, this whole situation has given me an opportunity to kind of just think, just openly think about where I am and what my priorities are and how do I execute on my priorities and how do I prioritize the execution of each priority? You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. And, and, and I, and I say that to say, because I'm, I'm, I'm slowly, I'm slowly, but surely, um, writing everything down and kind of prioritizing it the way it needs to be prioritized and things are kind of running smooth. Like, I mean, it, I got, I got something that I'm involved in right now that I think in the next couple months, um, cause we're going to try to push this thing early and fast. You know, I'm, 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 I'm connected to something that I think will be big, man. It's going to be major. And, and I, and I'm proud of it. I mean, because I'm a part of it. Um, it was a part of a couple of discussions that me and a couple, um, homies had, and we've all had, you know, similar, um, thinkings about, you know, doing something like this. And it's, it's, um, it is, it is a good job to see it coming to fruition, man, for real. So again, this time has allowed me to just, you know, reflect, um, kind of, look at how I'm trying to pursue and manage these goals and all these new opportunities and able to kind of keep positive through everything. You know, I mean, I've heard about people losing their jobs and people not, you know, um, not being able to go to work. And it's like, I, I, I know that I know how that feels because I mean, one it's happened to me before and two is recently happened to me. So, and then to, for it to happen in this type of, setting is like damn for real so i mean i got laid off from my previous job because another company bought our company and you know our office ended up getting shut down our off-site office and you know trying to find another job you know i've always found something but it just seems like you know once you're the newest person in the door and you got this you know pandemic it's like you the first one that they going you know get rid of so i mean it's, it's it's one of them situations where i didn't let it get me down i just picked up the phone i had already connected myself with another you know side hustle i called him hey um i got laid all this morning but can i um come in today he was like man yeah we got plenty of work i haven't turned around yet i've been i've been doing this for the last two weeks so i mean it's it's one of them things where you 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 going through the storm like face say man you know some of us are going through the storm we heading into the storm or we or we or we or we just getting out of a storm so and that's what life is man life is those three aspects man either you walking into a storm you going through you already going through the storm or you or you just getting out of a storm that's that's the that's the mindset you know and we got to be able to keep a sharp mindset throughout all three phases you know what i mean and this phase right now is probably everybody in the storm right like fighting it going to the grocery store getting food getting necessities being careful wearing masks you know doing all of the necessary stuff but at some point we're going to walk out of this storm right we're going to walk out of this storm but when we do when we do walk out of this storm how do we look 
I think that's the bigger picture. Like when we walk through the storm, we 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 we've dealt with everything going through it. But when we walk out of it, how do we look when we walk out? And I th I think that's kind of the part that I want everybody to kind of you know look at right now is what is what they would look like walking out of this storm. Because I'm gonna try to walk out of this storm way better than I started. Like in a better position, connected with certain people, doing something. I mean, I I, I just want to be, I want to be better than I was yesterday. I know that's cliche because that's, you know, kind of the, um, you know, that's kind of the, you know, that's the kind, that's kind of the monogram of this show. You know, being better than you were yesterday, and I, and I tell people that it's not that it's just for me saying it to others is me saying it to myself as well be better than you were yesterday be better than you were yesterday be be a better person than you were yesterday and that's what it is man that's exactly what it is and so i, I think you know again this time it's been a trying time for me up until this point but i think again you know as we walk and get through this storm you know, how do we develop our skills? How do we sharpen our skills? How we how do we, you know, um get these these ideas, these dreams, this stuff on paper so we can really live it. You know, not talk about it, you know, while we, you know, chilling with the homies or the or the ladies and I'ma do this, I'm thinking about doing it. Oh girl, oh yeah, yeah, oh that's nice, oh yeah, Slim, do that. No, 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 no. Not talking about it, really writing it down. Really seeing the vision of what you need to do. You know, um, I had a recent conversation with a homie that I went to school with, James. <clears throat> and um, he got a brand that's called Hunger for Love. And I like it. I like the brand. I like I like I like the story behind it. And when and just talking to him, it just it just lets me know that I mean it's a lot of dudes from Southeast that's been in a lot of shit. Me, myself included, right? But now we've we found a way and we found our niche and we're now we're trying to operate in our niche in a way where it's gonna impact others and allow them to be better than they were yesterday. And so that's what is that's what it's all about, man. This COVID nineteen shit, it is what it is. I was at Wawa today and um the the older cashier was like, um, you got to step back. You guys, you see them yellow lines. You got to stand behind them yellow lines. I said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't even see the yellow lines. I don't have a sign up to tell us to look at the ground to the, to the yellow line. She was like, oh, damn, we don't. So I was like, anyway. So I was ringing my stuff up. And she was like, well, yeah, you ain't got no mask on. You got to be careful. I was like, yeah, I hear you. But I said, at the end of the day, <clears throat> it's going to be what it's going to be. I said, I, I'm not around a lot of people all day. I, I try to keep my social distant, like you said, but it's going to be what it's going to be, man. And I'm and I'm not saying that I'm not conscious enough to see what's going on because, of course, I see what's going on. I mean, I, I just talked about the numbers, the worldwide numbers, you know what I mean, and how we surpass Italy and China. So I, I understand the severity of what's going on, but at the end of the day, man, it's 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 going to be what it's going to be. I'm not saying I'm not protecting myself. I'm not saying that I'm not doing the necessary things. But what I'm what I told her was it's gonna be what it's gonna be. 
That that's exactly what it's gonna be. And she was just like, Oh, well, not me. I'm I'm wearing my gloves and I'm wearing my mask and I'm da 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 da. And I'm like, Well, that's what you gotta do, man. You gotta you gotta do what's most comfortable for you. And I got my change and I stepped up. But it just made me think, you know, how we all think differently. We all see things differently. You know, we all see things from a different vantage point based off our history, you know, our life experience, um, you know, our age, our maturity level. Just we see things differently just because it's so many variations and so many, you know, um, various um variables because everybody's seen different shit everybody's been through different shit so it just everything looks different to everybody but i think for the most part this thing is universal everybody's looking at it the way i think they're supposed to be looking at it <clears throat> some might be over analyzing some might be under analyzing not analyzing enough but at, at, at the same token man it's <clears throat> we gotta um Man, we got to do what we need to do, man. We got to make sure we protect ourselves. <clears throat> and, and 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 definitely check on the homies that's behind the wall, man. Check on them dudes, man, that's, you know, dealing with a lot, man. I saw this video, man. This dude, he was in um Ohio, in a prison in Ohio. And he was talking about how he had two roommates. One was dying of the COVID-19. He was on the top bunk. And a dude across from him had caught the the, the COVID nineteen, and he was kind of going through the you know whatever. He was just like, man, that's fucked up, man. I'm gonna die in this joint. And he was like, the jail, you know, they gave him mask and I guess some other gloves and stuff to put on. But he was just like, man, I'm in here every day, all day with these two dudes. Man, I'm gonna fucking die in this joint. And I was just like, damn, man, that's just that's a whole different element that we don't even talk about as much but you know just all of the family members the cousins the homies that we got behind the bars and and the way this thing is attacking people on the street i can imagine how it's attacking people in the jails i can imagine i mean like i said earlier about the the um the correctional officer who died over dc jail and then the two people that died that had just died over at the uh, hope village um you know, <clears throat> the halfway house. So it's just, it just, you know, that's a small scale. I'm thinking on a larger scale, like, damn, can you imagine if this shit is out there like that? Jokers coming to work, not protecting themselves, COs or workers giving it to the inmates or the inmates just, you know what I mean? Like shit, shit real, man. Shit is real. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, y'all, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to ever try to tell nobody you know, that they wrong or I'm right. I just I just feel like I share the information. You know, sometimes I share stuff that I don't necessarily agree with. And I just want to see what people think. You know, a lot of times it's about that. It's, it's about the discussion. It's about talking. It's about communicating. And we don't do that. We don't do that enough to each other. I mean, I think we do it on social media. But I do see some cases where, you know, people push the envelope and, you know, they, they pushing that I'm I'm right, you wrong shit. And it's just like, it ain't about that. You know, sometimes, you know, when people type, you know, I hear that all the, I hear it all the time where somebody send a message through text or email that, it, you know, the message can be perceived the wrong way. And so that's why I like to talk. That's why I like to do a verbal conversations to really understand and hear 
and understand the person that's talking so I can get a full idea of what this conversation about to look like. Because this conversation about this COVID-19, this shit can go 33 different ways. But at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie, man. It's people out here fucking dying, man. And so we got to, you know, find a way to protect ourselves, be safe, be easy, and, and, and try to live to see another day, man. So, you know, this is just one of them, you know, conversations to, to bring to the table, you know, some information that people probably did not know about. And, and, and again, that's that's kind of that's kind of all I want to do, man. That's kind of all I want to do. Like Bob Kraft, man. Bob Kraft took the Patriots plane somewhere and picked up all of this, you know, all this PPE, all of this equipment, all these, all this equipment and stuff. I'm like, really? And the president on TV keeps telling me, yeah, we're ready to roll it out. We're ready to roll it out. We're, we're, we're ready to roll. Ready to roll? What? You still ain't, you keep telling me you're ready to roll, but you ain't putting nothing out there, man. Come on, man. It's crazy, man. This shit is out of control. And then I heard about this Dr. Charles Lieber from Harvard University who was working with the Chinese in their, in their um laboratory over in Wuhan, China. I mean, shit is crazy. I mean, shit is crazy, y'all. I mean, if y'all haven't heard about it, man, Dr. Charles Lieber, how we, uh, Harvard University. That's something that you can Google. Dr. Charles Lieber, Harvard University. Um, he was working with the Chinese. Chinese was paying the nigga money, fifty thousand here, all this shit. Just Google it. Just Google it. Um, stimulus for uh payroll protection program. You can Google that. Um, also Google Dr. Jerome Adams. Um, he's the U.S. Surgeon General. You know, hear what he's saying. You can Google hazard pay. You know, see what that list is. See if you are one of those people who will will be considered for hazardous pay. You know, you can also look up this COVID nineteen screening app. I mean, it'd just be something to look up, you know, just something to, you know, just be informed about because, you know, I, I'd rather be overly informed than under-informed because I want to know what the fuck is going on because shit is real. I mean, getting certain things in, in place, in order, you know, like wills, trust, you know, um, insurance policies, that shit is important right now. That shit is damn near vital at this point. If we always want to talk about leaving our kids something, you know, doing better than our parents did for us and, you know, do better for our kids, this is the this is the time and the moment. If we haven't already done it, we got to do that. We got to really, you know, buckle down and, and, and see what is really important. I mean, my daughter, my oldest daughter, you know, was like she was going to the grocery store um, yesterday. And she was like, she wasn't sure if she had enough money. I was like, well, just let me know. I mean, I know I can't be down there. I know I text you and check on you, but, you know, I can help you out, you know. So she was like, well, you know, if you can't help me out, let me know. I mean, you could just send me something. I was like, all right, bet. So I sent her something. And, you know, you, you could just tell she was um, she was very appreciative because she sent me an email saying, I mean, she sent me a text saying thank you. But then she sent me another text this morning. I was like, I really appreciated that. And I'm just like, that's what we're here for, man. We're here to make sure everybody good, man. Sometimes, you know, you, you think you don't have it, but you really do. And you can, and you can really bless somebody else's life. And I think that, you know, in the midst of all this bullshit, man, that's kind of got to be the mindset, man. We got to continually try to support each other so we can be a blessing to one another, man. As a six man, 
you know, y'all be safe and be easy out here, man, for real. You know what I mean? Be safe and be easy out here. And again, and again, and again, and again, and again, man. Be better than you were yesterday, man. Don't let this COVID thing, this don't let this COVID-19 thing get you crazy, man, all right? Y'all be easy out there. Cause all a nigga tryna do is hustle, hustle Stack my paper more, I can't lose Ain't no other options for me, fuck a pick and choose Fuck another day, so I pick up and light my move Cause all a nigga tryna do is hustle, hustle Stack my paper more, I can't lose Ain't no other options for me, fuck a pick and choose Fuck another day, so I pick up and light my move Said I'm just tryna hustle just wanna feed my family, I ain't looking for no trouble Been starving for a new way, you can't hear my stomach rumble Man, enough to say I fucked up before, then right I fumble huh, But that won't stop me, uh, beat the odds Rocky on the money, make a campaign Hit my speed, the next best thing Wake up with a purpose, gonna get it, that's for certain Put my life in my music, reality, my influence Listen, I prove it, black and gifted I'm some multi-mellow breeze now Love my brother, cause he never crossed me ten toes down I'ma hold my own weight up so we can get this paper It's now who never paid dues, I lose, we lose TGR forever, abandon that, oh I can never huh. Once, once with spurs as a feather, now we ain't flocking together Take flight like my mood, mellow breeze, I'm in your two the way all a nigga tryna do is hustle, hustle Stack my paper more, I can't lose Ain't no other options for me, fuck a pick and choose Fuck another day, so I pick up and light my Baby, I'm right on attack mode Nigga want flex I'm sorry, but nigga, this isn't no flex zone King on my throne, honey, I'm home Look at my stack, boy, you grown up Look like you won't even fold up But under the pressure, we hold up Let me get back, operator You a rookie, I'll rank you for that paper I'm speed racer like I'm scum Let me get back to the matter at hand I'm coming out winning no matter the hand I'm hustling hard just to get to the bands Cause I know I got it Ain't no doubt about it It's been some cloudy days, but I always get about it up in my memories, you stop meaning shit to me since hustling been on me mentally. I started thinking differently, so vividly. My actions start to change with new activities. If you ain't talking dollars, man, I'm sorry, don't got my remedy. I'm all about the green if you talking positivity. Cause all a nigga trying to do is hustle, hustle. Stack my paper more, I can't lose. Ain't no other options for me, fuck a pick and choose. Fuck another day, so I pick up and